0: All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One. Special, special guest today because uh, anyone that listens to this or knows me well knows that my heart, my, my body may reside in Columbus, but my heart <laughs> resides in the 216 and forever will. Um, uh, it's just, that's home. And so uh, somewhere, along the le- somewhere along the way, um, the beauty of Twitter, I got to start following my special guest today. So um, I'll let him introduce himself and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there.
1: Well, Aaron, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Matt Lodi. I've been in the Cleveland media now for twenty six years. Um, most notably, uh, recently with Sports Illustrated, uh, covering the Indians. I, I think the Indians are probably uh, my biggest beat client, whatever you want to call it. You know, depending on how you look at it. Um, also, have covered the Browns and the Cavaliers as well for probably about the last 20, 25 years. So. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and thanks for having me, and uh, uh, it's it's great to talk to you.
0: Yeah, well, it's great to have you on, and, and I've been been a fan on Twitter of yours, um, and, and just, you know, your interaction with our people. Twitter is such an interesting place, you know, you can almost... Sure. Stalk isn't the right word, but you almost stalk other people. and <laughs> You see their stuff, but you don't know them, mm-hmm. so you don't really, you know, you just, you, but, but I think there's certain people on there that, and especially in the climate we're in right now, um, right. you may lose respect for, um, right. or there's some that you just gain this, this ultimate respect for, and I have that for you, Matt. Um, and, Appreciate uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, and, and I don't, literally, if you're hearing this or seeing this, this is the first time Matt and I've ever spoken. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or even met. So, um, this is, this is, uh, this is new for both of us in terms of getting to know each other, but, uh, he is from Cleveland and, uh, he does have a, uh, I think a very unique story that, uh, if you don't mind sharing with this audience, just tell us a little bit about the journey you're on right now. And, uh, and then we'll yeah, talk sure. about sports. Of
1: course. Um, again, you know, I, have been blessed in, in the fact where, as I said, I started this journey in sports, uh, 1994, right out of high school, went to broadcasting school. Uh, you know, just kind of, just kind of coasting along in my career, uh, doing a lot of, of great stuff and, and being very, uh, as I said, lucky enough to do a lot of it. And then about uh, about 30 months, uh, two and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four lymphoma, uh, which of course is blood cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, started innocently enough as a, as just some stomach pain, and uh, was told by my family doctor, that it was just acid reflux, and then it was, uh, it kind of got pushed up to be in pancreatitis, uh, which was a, a misdiagnosis, and on April 29th, uh, 2018, um, was told that it was uh, cancer, um, in Seidman Cancer Center in downtown, well, actually at that point, just the, the hospital in downtown Cleveland, And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible 30 months, Uh, a lot of dark days, a lot of bright days, um, you know, still fighting, uh, been, I've gotten some good diagnoses, but also some very, you know, very not so good ones, um, you know, through scans and of course through different types of, of testing and whatnot, um, right now going through, and this is my dog, by the way, Otto, so he's going (laughs) to join us for a minute here, um, you know why not? So, uh, all right, dog. That's it. You, you've annoyed me enough. Otto, go to mom. All right, there you go.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: um, he knows. He knows when I'm in an yep. important call, right? Yep. But anyway, um, we're in the we're in the midst of a clinical trial right now, as we speak. I've had four rounds of it. I'll have two more um, in December. Uh, we'll finish off this clinical trial, and I'll have another scan. Um, the doctors have been uh, pretty vocal about this being a chronic condition, meaning that as of right now, where we stand, we've been told that this might be something I do have to live with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not exactly a believer in that. I think the Lord has other plans. So we're hopeful that um, throughout the course of this, that, you know, the cancer will be gone. But, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife and I are strong believers in that, you know, the plan is, the plan is in place, but we don't know it. We're just going to keep going day by day. Um, you know, as I think I told you on one of the tweets, uh, as we talked a little bit back and forth, I had a, a very difficult weekend last weekend due to the treatment, um, Saturday, Sunday, and even into Monday, was pretty miserable. Uh, and that's just part of it. You know, um, you sort of, sadly, you sort of learn to live with that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this last two and a half years, I, as I said, I can't, I can't even begin to go into detail about how crazy it's been in terms of the amount of people that I've gotten to talk to, to know, um, podcasts like yourself that I've been honored and blessed enough to be on, Um, you know, uh, people out of the media that have reached out, people, you know, nationally, locally, of course, um, you know, we've had a couple of fundraisers that raised uh, some money for our medical bills, which was just been outstanding and amazing. Um, people like Terry Pluto, I know you link back to the newspaper article that cleveland.com did, or that Terry did on me, I should say through cleveland.com two years ago. It it just, you know, um, I, I guess it's one of those things where, you know, I didn't realize until everything kind of happened that, you know, I had, I had a lot more friends, I guess, than I thought, you know, and, and, you know, and I always knew that I, that there were some people I was pretty close to, but, you know, then you start to talk about this. And I, I decided early on, you know, really pretty much from day one that that this wasn't going to be something I was going to shy away from, run away from. Um, you know, I was going to be pretty much an open book about it. Um, yeah. You know, which I maybe for some people that's not the way they would deal with it. And I respect that. I have no problem with that. But in my, in, in the way that I looked at it was, you know, maybe through this, um, I can inspire some people, uh, you know, hope some people that, you know, help some people maybe or wh- whatever. And and I think that that's pretty much been the overlying tone is that, you know, people have been like, hopefully a little bit inspired, you know, that they've seen, you know, how I've dealt with this and, and tried to be positive about it. And it's funny, because I say that in the last week, I've not been so positive. But you know, because I've not felt so good, but that's, that's okay. You know, you're going to have days like that. So yeah. Um, cancer is not something I ever saw Is something I'd have to deal with in my life, but you just, that's, that's how life goes. You just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And, um, you know, we're hoping that the prognosis will continue to be positive, but if it, if it's not, we'll, we'll just live with it and just keep going. So,
0: well, Matt, you, um, you would just let just know that a kid that grew up in Bedford that now lives in Hilliard, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus Hilliard, Ohio, whichever, <laughs> you whatever. You want to put that? Just know that that your story again. We've never met. Um, this is the first time we've ever met. I think again, like you said, I think I might have liked or you know or, or commented yeah, or tweet. we talked on Twitter a little bit. But sure. You, you and I've never met, and and um, just know that that your story, your journey, um, the respect of your peers is I think one of the things that originally caught my eye, um, you know, and I saw that and I'm like, this, this guy's really respected. And and I just, you know, I don't know how we ended up even following one another, but, um, yeah, sure. you know, it just happens. And, but uh, at some point we did. And, and again, I, I just saw the respect of your peers and a guy like Terry Pluto, just, uh, I mean that, you know, just an incredible writer. And especially if you're from Cleveland, but I mean, he's oh, actually yeah. known as well, but in yeah, Cleveland, he's, he's royalty, right? So yeah. for him to step out and write a story, I knew like this, this, this person has the respect of his peers, has the respect of people on Twitter. And so as I've followed along, I've seen exactly what you said. I've seen you be positive in the face of something that some people would shy away from. Some people would be frustrated and upset. And I'm, you know, I'm sure you have your days, but my goodness, I think you're allowed for those goodness. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's okay. I, I, but um, thank you for your outlook and for sharing that story and for, for all that you do on Twitter, you're always positive. You always speak highly of your faith. There, you know, you don't shy away from that either.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I will link Terry's um article in the the post, the blog post that I put up, just so people can get to know you a little bit that way as well. And I just when he wrote that I, I wrote, read it again last night and I've read it before, but just going through it again, I was just blown away by how um, just how a guy like Terry would, would have had just had so much respect for you and, and everything that you were really doing in this, in this battle.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as I said, I, I, you know, one thing that you have in this business and in any business, really, I mean, one thing you have is, as a human being it, it is your character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will readily admit that, you know, I started in this thing as like a 19 year old and I made plenty of, you know, bonehead mistakes and, probably said a lot of things throughout the course of years that I shouldn't have said, and maybe alienated some people. And that sadly are the things that you tend to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as my faith has grown way before this even started, uh, you know, I sort of looked at it like, you know, y- you know, there's only so many times you'll have the opportunity to develop relationships and develop, uh, you know, friendships and everything like that. And, you know, really for me, um, the ability to, 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 cover games as I have throughout the course of the last two plus decades has, has shown me, and it's given me the opportunity to get to know people and really been able to not, not just get to know them, but, you know, be, be find out things about them, you know, like, uh, like a John Telich is, is a great example. I mean, John and I have been friends for quite a while um, and John, I, I uh, got to know, just you know, from being at practices, being at games, you know, whatever. And and you know, I got to know John because he's a marathon runner, and right. I actually have uh, have enjoyed running the last couple of years as well. And we've gone on a run or two together. And you know, I, yeah, my thing is like, you know, okay, you can ask me questions, whatever, but I really want to know about you. You know, let me talk to you, John, about how's your runs going, how's this going, how's that going. So you know, I enjoy getting to know people and getting to know their stories and everything like that. And, um, you know, and it's been, and then, then when this happened with the cancer, it kind of got turned around on me because then everybody wanted to know how I was doing, you know, and and while I was in the hospital and, you know, getting visits from, you know, my friends from the Indians and getting cards and letters and, uh, you know, of course, social media as well. It it was just, as I keep saying, it's been overwhelming. I mean, I can't even, I can't even count how many cards, uh, you know, we've gotten delivered here to the house. And, you know, one, you know, real quick story. Um, you know, I, I actually, even though I live in Cleveland and, and it might come as a surprise, but I am actually a Steelers fan, oh boy. Uh, been a Steelers <laughs> fan. Since I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's interesting. I, you know, have followed the team pretty much most of my life and also have written a couple books about them. And throughout the course of writing those books, I got to know, uh, mostly on the peripheral, uh, a former player uh, by the name of Dwight Stone. Uh, he played wide receiver for them back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, never was, you know, not a Hall of Famer. Certainly, you know, most people probably may have heard the name, but don't remember much about him other than he you know, played for the Steelers for a few years. Um but I got to know Dwight pretty well, uh, got to know him, you know, and interviewing him a couple times for different stories for the one for one of the books I wrote on the Steelers. And one day, you know, on Facebook, we, we were, you know, he, he sent me a message. He said, what's your address? And I thought, oh, great. He's, you know, he's going to send me a card, which, again, w- would have been more than enough and would have been just an incredible gesture for somebody like that. You know, when I say like that, I mean, somebody as kind and as probably busy as I'm sure he is. Um, to take the time out to send me a card. And I gave him my address. And like within a half an hour, I got a phone call from a lady who said, Hi, I'm with um, Edible Arrangements and I'm going to be dropping something off here in a few minutes. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, Dwight Stone, a guy who, as I said, you know, a, a former football player who I probably had on my fantasy team a couple times throughout the years. Um, <laughs> Took the time out to to send me, you know, probably what cost them, you know, fifty seventy five dollars, uh, a fruit arrangement, more or less, you know, and I mean, just for him to do that, um, with a with a little message in the card, I, I mean, I just I, it 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 just made me like I, I just couldn't even believe it, you know, and it was like wow, I mean, you know, and as I said earlier, it's 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 just stuff like that, you know, and you never forget stuff like that. And you can only say, as I've said on social media quite a few times, you, I can't even say thank you enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it, it's, it, I don't want it ever to sound shallow, but the amount of people, as I said, who have sent cards and letters and, you know, uh, you know, here's a check here, here's a couple dollars there for medical expenses and things like that you, 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 you never forget that stuff, you know, and, and, you know, and you never can really repay those people. Um, but the one way you, I think you try to do it is you, you try to, you know, you try to give back when you can, you know what I mean? So that's why I always try to take the time. Um, if somebody needs something, if I can help in any way, you know, stuff like that, you know, maybe that's not my life's work. I don't know. You know, I'm still trying to search for that some days, you know? So, um, but, but there's just been, it's incredible, especially like you mentioned in our day and age, you know, where there's so much hostility out there and there's so much, uh, you know, unnecessary drama for people, uh, you know, whether it's because of politics or because of, you know, you don't agree on certain things with somebody else. Um, For people that still to this moment, maybe who don't, you know, who don't know you all that well to take the time to to do stuff for you. You know, I mean that it just, it's a great, incredible gesture and it's shown it's taught me a lot of lessons along the way too, which um, you know, I'm very thankful for, you know?
0: And I think people just want to help, you know? And I think, as you said, you said that so well, the best thing that you can do, the best thank you that you can give everybody is to live your life and fight. It was the word that I fight fighting. And I see that Um, again, I'm just a, stalker on Twitter, uh, but, 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 you know, I, I see that fight in you and I, I don't remember, I think there was a few months ago. Um, I think you posted a tweet if I remember right. And it's been long enough. It would probably take me forever to find, but um, mm-hmm. I, I retweeted it because I, again, like, I don't even, I, again, I don't know you, but I, I, I wanted to help. And I just said, you know, Hey, if you're a person of faith, pray for this guy. Like, yeah, you know I mean, just because um everybody wants to help. I, you know, I mean, I think, I think we all somewhat feel helpless in all those things, but um, I know our time is limited today and I appreciate you sharing that story. Um, I did want to transition if, if you're okay with it, because I'd like to talk about your, your, what you do for a living in your life, uh, life's work. One of the things I took out of Terry's article, again, I'll I'll post it. But um, one of the things I took out of that article was that um, there was a line in there that you talked about how hard this Mm -hmm. is. Because I yeah. think there's so many kids, and I mentioned this on some other podcast um, as well, and i'm in it's in a similar business myself, and so one of the questions we get by a lot of interns that come through or mm. people that have a sports man they're they're in school for sports management, or I think we see e s p n and we see sideline reporters, and we think it's this glamorous you know right uh, huge huge thing, or we watch e s p n all day and guys you know, get up and talk and, and the road to get there is, and I, you mentioned that in that article, the road to get there is very, very difficult and it's not for everybody. Wouldn't you agree?
1: No, absolutely. And, you know, and I don't mean this in a flippant way at all, but, you know, I was a teacher uh, for quite a few years at the broadcasting school, local broadcasting school, the Ohio media school. Now it's called, it's Mm -hmm. gone under a few name changes over the years. And one thing I would always tell the students, and again, I don't mean this as a disrespect to people who work at these establishments, but if if it was as easy as working at McDonald's or Giant Eagle, everybody would do it. you right. know. And as I said, I, no disrespect to those people. They have our jobs too. But my point is that those jobs are a little bit, really, they're much easier to come by. We all mm-hmm. know that. Um, and they're mostly for younger people that are, you know, maybe just trying to get their first dollar in their pocket. But our industry, and when I say our, I mean, the communications industry has changed so much. Um, Even when I, you know, obviously, when I started 26 years ago, I mean, you know, there wasn't social media, there wasn't, you know, podcasts, there wasn't, you know, what we're doing right now. There wasn't Zooms and YouTubes and everything like that. I mean, your only outlet to get to where you wanted to go was either you were in radio or you were in television. That Mm -hmm. was it. Um, you know, nowadays I actually think it's a little bit easier because you have the ability to put yourself out there. Right. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier today and this person's in a completely different field of communications and he and I were speaking about, you know, how nowadays younger people, they, all they want to do is execute the, what they call their brands. Right. That, that term never even existed when I was, you know, getting, you know, when I was getting into this thing, you know, my thing was just, I wanted to be good at what I did. And, um, the only way you're ever going to be good at it is just by putting the work and putting the time in and putting the, um, effort in. Um, and as I said to this gentleman, I spoke to, I said, people, you know, younger people, and, and, and again, not every single one of them, but a lot of them they don't want to hear that you're going to have to work on Thanksgiving day. They don't want to hear that you're going to have to work on your mom's birthday or your birthday or new year's Eve or whatever. And I've done all of that, you know, and I, you know, part of it though, you know, and a lot of these, a lot of the younger people, the first questions they ask is, well, what type of money can I make? Mm -hmm. Well, let me just say that if that's the first thing you ask, this is not the business for you. Right. Um, You have to have a passion for what you do. And if your passion is there, the money will come, you know what I mean? And it won't be easy. And it really, you know, and when I say the money, I'm not talking about, you know, six figures for most people, Um, maybe enough to live, maybe you'll have to pick up another job. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Certainly, I've done that throughout the course of, of the last two plus decades. But you know, again, people don't want to hear that. They think they're going to get out of school and they're going to make, you know, 50, 60, 80, hundred grand. And it's just not, it does don't exist. That doesn't exist. Um, you know, again, you, you know, you put the work in, you put the effort in and hopefully you can find a way. Um, but, you know, you listen to the stories and, and that's the one thing I try to stress also to, to students and, and to young people who are, you know, interested in either my field or, or even another field. It doesn't have to be communications listen to stories of successful people. That's a key. I think that a lot of people don't do. They just are very, you know, as I said, kind of flipping, Oh yeah, whatever. So, you know, but how do I be Joe Buck? Well, Mm -hmm. what do you think Joe Buck was doing 30 years ago to be Joe Buck? I mean, what do you think Rush Limbaugh was doing 40 years ago to be Rush Limbaugh? I mean, you know, these guys are all very vocal about how it wasn't easy when they got started. And, you know, as I said earlier, it's, it's not an easy business. And most people will discover um, throughout the course of even just being in school that it's not for them. And, and that's okay. I, I've told students throughout the course of years, I've said, you know, you can change your mind. You will change your mind. I mean, when I first got started, I wanted to be the next Jim Rome. I thought I was going to be this (laughs) great talk show host. And, you know, I then realized, you know, probably, my first decade in the business that, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be Jim Rome. I don't want to be a sports talk host. I like reporting. I like being at the games. I like being able to put together packages and whatnot. Um, and then writing got, I got involved in writing and and now I probably do better income wise from writing than I do from radio. I never thought that would happen, but that's just how the business has changed. So mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing that I stress to, to, to young people all the time or people that want to get in the business is you can't be a one trick pony. You've got to, you know, if you have the opportunity to do play by play sideline reporting, writing radio, get in front of a camera, do it all, you know, just try it. Even if it's like, well, it's not something I want to do. Well, you don't know, you don't know until you do it, you know, and you know, if it's going to pay you more to be multifaceted, wouldn't you rather be multifaceted than just, a, again, a kind of a one trick pony? Yeah. Yes, there are people out there that all they do is sports talk radio. And that's all they do. They get in front of a mic for three hours a day and they do a show. But if you really look around the industry now, um, m- almost, I would say, easily 70 to 80% of those people do something else. Yeah, Whether it's uh, writing you know, for a website, whether it's television, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, listen to the success stories of guys like Stephen A. Smith and, uh, you know, again, Rich Eisen and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Scott Van Pelt. I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, there's so many of them out there. And if you don't get inspired by those, then, again, you might be in the wrong industry. Mm-hmm. And and that's OK. As I yeah. said, the industry's not for everybody.
0: Yep. Now, that's all that's all so true. And a little known fact, I actually so I grew up listening to Bill Needle. You probably remember sure. Bill Needle, right? Yeah, I remember uh, Bill
1: very well. Yeah, Rest
0: in peace, Bill Needle. Yeah, I, that,
1: passed away not long uh, you know, ago. A couple years ago, right? A couple right? years ago, yeah.
0: But I grew up listening to Bill Needle, um, and I I, I I, just thought he was the best. I mean, I loved mm-hmm. his sarcasm. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Les Levine, you know? Oh, sure. Kind of like I worked that, with um, Les.
1: I worked with Les. Yeah, Les is uh, undergoing some health issues, but he's, uh, you know, still still around. I still see Les every, every once in a blue moon, yeah.
0: Yeah, Casey Coleman. I mean, all, all the other name, Cleveland names. Yeah. A lot of people listening to this may not know, but you know, Bill Needle was the guy that um, inspired me. I was in sales in Cleveland at the time. After I graduated, I came back to Cleveland and was I had a territory up there. And and um, at one point, I was listening to Bill Needle as always every morning. I said, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm gonna go. So I went down the road to at that time it was the Connecticut School of Broadcast. Yeah, that's where, was where I went. That I that was
1: the name of the school that I.
0: Right, I believe you said it changed its names a few times. So I went down sure and they has. took me through the the whole thing, and then I I kind of bailed on it because I already had college debt, and I'm like I don't need to take on more debt for yeah. something to your point that I knew was not going to pay me a lot of money. Um, right. It was going to have to be for the love, and I was already looking at a lot of college debt that that needed right. to be paid off, and I was in a, a relatively lucrative sales career, and I'm like, you know, this is this is not the pivot you need to make right now. But it was always in heart in my heart. I always wanted right. to be sure. You know, sure, and I think so many guys, you know, especially sports fans, you listen and. You're like, oh, I could do that. I could talk sports all day, but there's a long, long road. And that goes for coaching. It goes for management. Mm-hmm. It goes for right. team or being on a team or an assistant coach. You start, I mean, Spolstra started cutting video, you know, and now right. every
1: everything, right? Right.
0: You know, and so I, I think that's the, the message there. But, uh, and I don't want to take a ton of your time. I'm so appreciative no, of, of, of your time. And, and hopefully we can Not do this again. Um, yeah, for sure. One, one thing I guarantee is I'm going to continue to watch everything you're doing. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and I'm going to continue to pray for you, you just to fight, you know, and, and just know <laughs> you've got a huge fan in Columbus that's, that's, that's following and, Thank and you. pushing you as much as I possibly can. Um, the one thing I want to share before we get off here, what links do you have, whether it's uh, mm-hmm. your Twitter, and email, if somebody has a question, if you want to share that, sure. or a way to contact you, or I know you have a website, what, what are all sure. the links that people can get hold of you?
1: Well, again, my Twitter is just my name at Matt Lodi L O E D E. So um, you know, I'm I'm pretty good about getting back to people. Uh, whether it's we follow each other and it's a DM, or feel free to just ask a question. I have I you know I'm 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 an open problem with answering people as far as that's concerned. Um, the website, the the two websites that I'll I'll tell you about, the first of which. Um, is the Cleveland-based website that I've had now for, I think it'll be five years, just over five years. It's called NEO Sports Insiders. Um, uh, You can always go to the contact me on that. And again, it'll go an email. I'll get the email. It's, you know, again, if you have a question or, you know, you want some advice on the industry or, or whatever, or you have a demo, you know, you want me to listen to or see, I can certainly give you advice on that. Um, certainly no expert, but on the other hand, you know, I, I feel like I've seen enough of these over the years that I can tell you what's good and what's not so good. Um, as far as, uh, as, as far as, you know, obviously Facebook, uh, you'll see me with uh, Hulk Hogan in my picture (laughs) on Facebook. That's, uh, something was uh, maybe the biggest thrill of my life the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, I mean, me and the Hulkster hanging out. But, uh, no, I mean, that, that's who I am, and you'll see Matt Lodi and Parma. There's only a, one other Matt Lodi, and it's the reason I got on Facebook because I wanted to know who this other Matt Lodi was. And here it's some guy in New Jersey um, who I – it's got to be a weird cousin or something. I don't know. I've still never met the person, but um, he seems like a pretty good guy. He's got a family. So, yeah, those are probably the big three. The other website um, is, is uh, ClevelandBaseballInsider.com, which, of course, is the Indian site. Um, it was uh, – well, I shouldn't say it was – uh, currently run with, with the uh, with the help of Sports Illustrated, but that is actually going to be going. That partnership is actually going to be ending at the end of this month, as they are going in a completely different direction. Which I'm not surprised that uh, Maven, the company that owns SI, is uh, is dumping a lot of the a lot of the community sites, and they're just going to be going uh, to more of a subscription. Does so um, we are going to continue to run Cleveland Baseball Insider. It'll just be more. It'll just be an independent Indian site um, on its own. So we have a couple of, uh, you know, and again, that also is another way you can, can reach out. Um, as I said, you know, you have questions about the industry, you have questions about how to get going, you know, stuff like that. I'm always willing to at least, you know, give you a little advice or give you some help or whatever, you know, it's, it's as we talked about through the course of the podcast here, it's, it's an industry that is, is continuing to change. It will continue to change. Um, to be a conduit to that change, you're, you just not going to be able to, to make.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot, of, I've seen a lot of people who, you know, I, I respect greatly who, you know, they're getting older, you know, sixties, seventies, and, and they're just, you know what, they're, they're okay with where they're at. They're not willing to want to learn a new skill and all that other type of stuff. And I understand it, you know, who I greatly respect. I still think is one of the great uh, writers in our city here is, um, Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes for cleveland.com. And I've seen Paul struggle with Twitter and all that other type of stuff, you know, but he's, you know, he's put in the work to learn it. Um, and he's done a great job with it, you know, but my point being, again, is look at somebody like that, who again, has been a success and continues to be a success and is so well-respected in our industry Um, You know, he just didn't get up one day and just say, well, Twitter, I don't need that. I don't need to worry about that. I mean, he understood uh, that it was going to be a different world if he didn't adapt to it. And he's done a tremendous job in doing that. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, and you can say that, you know, like we used the term earlier, you know, build your brand, I guess, if you will, you know, it, it truly is about building yourself and, and trying to become the better, a better person. And also not only a better person, but a better person in your industry, whatever that industry is, it might not be like we talked about sports communication. It might be something completely entirely different, but if you want to be the best at what you do, you just got to put in the work and it's just not going to be easy in any industry. And again, our world is, you know, so different. We don't know where we're going to be in a year either. So who knows?
0: <laughs> even yeah. in students, right? <laughs> well well, um, Matt, I, I would love to have you on again. You're uh, sure. you have an open invitation forever. Anytime. Um, anytime because uh, and, and and I'd really love to dig into Cleveland sports. We didn't even get to yeah. that. Because much yeah, like yourself, so I'm I'm a I'm a Raiders fan. Um, okay. And, and so are you coming up for the Bo game Jackson, Sunday or what? I you know, I, I think the Browns are gonna win. I do. Um
1: Yeah, I, I tend I to believe that as well, but it's not gonna be yeah, easy.
0: Baker found something and, and yeah, like I said, we can go on to Cleveland. But, but my my you know I, I watched the browns because I grew up in Cleveland I, the truth sure. after the fumble and I loved Ernest binder I mean I still to this day do I think he's just a tremendous person uh, and it was a heartbreaking thing but I just I couldn't take sure. anymore and at that time there was this this guy in the um, in Oakland or I guess wherever they were at that point Oakland I guess or Los Angeles or whatever but number 34 was Pretty cool to watch. And so I, I became a huge Bo Jackson fan. Bo knows. Fan. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I had the poster, man.
0: Yeah, everybody I did, right? And so I've been, a, but I'm a Cavs and Indians fan. I'm, my there you my go. sports is a little weird, but I'm a Cavs and Indians fan. I'm a Raiders fan. And as most people know, I'm a diehard North Carolina fan. There so you I go. I just saw it today. They posted that Ohio State and Carolina are going to play at uh, yep. uh, Rocket Mortgage. Hopefully, yeah, at the Fieldhouse, right.
1: Absolutely. That'll, that'll be, be fun, dude. That'll, that'll be a good time, you know, we get a little bit more freedom in our country in terms of, you know, safety, I guess, if you will. And hopefully maybe by then the vaccine will be out there. So a little known fact. My brother's a Raiders fan. And um, a couple years ago I did a Wahoo club, which of course is the Indians official fan club. Bob Rosen runs that. Uh, I was invited to come out for a signing for their Christmas party and who was there. And he lives in seven Hills, Ohio. Um, And is a great guy. Never talked to him before, but had a nice long conversation with him. But and you might remember the name Jack Squirek, who picked off Joe Theismann in the Super Bowl back in 1984 and ran it back for a touchdown right before halftime, that was the nail in the coffin, really, for the Redskins and that Raiders Redskins Super Bowl. Um, Uh Jack owns a business, I want to say construction, but I might be confusing that with Len Barker, who I know owns a construction business (laughs) outside of Cleveland.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But yeah, Jack Squirek lives in in Seven Hills. And uh, yeah, so there's a Raider connection everywhere, including right here in Northeast Ohio, as crazy as that sounds.
0: That's great. Well, you know, I'll be watching on Sunday and yeah, I hope we are back to a place where we can get back to having fans in the stands. And someday I'll yeah, open a free one at a game. And I hope I can just see you from far away and give you a thumbs up uh, and just, just, you know, say hello in, in, in real life, as they say, but uh, I can't sure. thank you enough. It meant a world to me that you would come on. No problem. Um, and Anytime. He's not a fan in Columbus and uh, continued prayers to you and uh, I'll be watching everything and we'll get all the links up and I hope everybody gives you a follow and just continues to follow. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. And God bless you
1: and and your listeners. And uh, again, thank you for having me on the podcast, and we'll do it again soon.
0: That sounds great. That sounds great. Okay. Talk to you soon, Matt. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Aaron. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.